One thing I love about Rain is that after you've done it long enough, you can tell who the truly good-hearted characters are. The ones who save the day or a citizen. You know, the ones who deep down truly want to do what's right. And yet when the next chapter of my own life started, I didn't even know I was reading. So let me tell you about this chapter. But to start it, I have to go back a few pages. Into a chapter of my life I've been reading and living for almost three years. It was a regular Thursday night. I was reading on the couch at about 6.45 p.m. I was ready to go and find my dad to go watch Jeopardy with him. And so I proceeded to finish my chapter. And apparently go start the next chapter of my own story. The next day. Today was not a normal day. Not even close. My older twin siblings, Hannah and Drew, were coming home for the weekend. I was so excited I could barely read a page of my book, Water Walk, by J.R. Jones. And having been in this distracted state, I realized that nobody really talks to me during the day. It's honestly kind of odd. Like, the seat I'm sitting in might as well be empty kind of odd. And yet, it's not that people don't like me. Sure, they think I'm a little weird. But it's more so because whenever people try to talk to me, we have nothing to talk about. This is because normally they try to get me to talk about things I don't, that I know little about. Like how the football team did in the, at their last game. I have no idea. And mostly because I don't really care. But like I said, my chair might as well be empty because of all those failed conversations. And when people still tried to talk to me, I realized that there was no point unless you know what you're talking about. Don't try to be someone else's mirror that they can talk to themselves in. But if that chair was empty, then Georgia, my best friend, would have no one to talk to all day. And that's because she's in a similar situation as me. And because she was outcasted when she geeked out about Roman mythology with me. So I know that I'm not alone, just quiet, until lunch when I can see Georgia. I was so excited when I got home that day. I got started on getting Hannah and Drew's room ready to too impatient to do anything else. I got the fresh sheets from the closet and stopped the guest bathroom with all of the essentials, even knowing that the bathroom will likely be trashed by the end of the weekend. It was so nice to know that I was going to have people to talk to that aren't Georgia or my parents, because these are the people who talk to me 95% of the time. By the time my parents got home from work, I had the room ready and was finishing stocking the bathroom. Hey, sweetie, we're home, my parents said in an almost scary unison. In the guest room, it's almost ready, I called back to them. So they helped me gather up all the cleaning supplies and do a final fluff of the pillows when we were done. After that, we put all the supplies away and started dinner, if I should even call it that. It was more like a homecoming feast, double the size of how much food is generally laid out at a Thanksgiving meal. My mom wanted to go all out for the children of her she had not seen in over five months, which, while understandable, is still a lot more food than is needed for the five of us. After that, I went to the living room to read until I got here. I was almost halfway done with my book, and as I was walking into the room to settle in on the couch, my dad was flipping channels on the TV. And as he turned to the news station, and they were doing a, new, a breaking news report on a robbery that had happened about an hour ago on the other side of town at the bank on 5th Street. But I didn't have a lot of time to think about that because... The anchor started gi- because as the anchor started giving specific details on the case, I saw a car pull up in my driveway, and I knew that car. It was my sibling's car, or more specifically, Drew's car that the two were riding in together. 
I bolted out the front door to greet them at top speed. I went to Hannah first because she, Drew was in the driver's seat, which was farther away than the shotgun seat Hannah was sitting in. I miss you so much. I almost screamed. I was so happy. I miss you too, she replied. See, Hannah was the kind of person who never really put much emotion into a situation. So she always was very easy to talk to and very level-headed. She was able to update me on a few big things that had happened since we last saw each other before. Drew snuck up behind me and gave me a nudge in the back while by a quick hug. We did some catching up as we carried all of their luggage inside. Drew had gotten fourth at his latest track meet, and Hannah had been working on an art project that using watercolors. Apparently, my siblings had really boring lives. But that was not boring. What was the look on their faces as they saw the feast that had been made in the honor? and was soon to be destroyed in the honor of their stomachs. So after we moved all the luggage, we sat down to eat and had some dinner. It was surprisingly casual other than the speed at which the twins ate. And I ate this meal with my family in a quite relaxed state, not knowing what was to come. The next day, I was so happy when I realized it was 8.30 a.m. and I was just now waking up. It felt so glorious, no word on earth could describe it. But I was soon replaced by sadness when I realized the two people I was excited to see were not going to be up for at least another three hours. So I got breakfast and went to get a head start on finishing my book. And after that, I've been reading for an, and after I've been reading for about an hour and a half, I had an unexpected my surprise. My siblings trying to sneak into the kitchen. Long story short, they were making a nice breakfast for mom and dad. But they were doing it way before their normal weekend wake-up time so that they could get a head start on visiting some old friends. And so I ate breakfast with them and went up to my room to get changed and brush my teeth. Now, the funny thing about my room is that the window looks out over the driveway so I can see the, when cars come and go. And on this day, as I went to open my blinds, I saw Drew and Hannah loading duffel bags, shovels, and spray paint into their car. And just like that, almost as quick as I had seen them, they were off. I decided that they are likely keeping what they are actually doing for me for a good reason. So I went back to reading, and guess what? I finished it. It was such a good book. It had so many plots that not even I, a seasoned reader, could figure out who the culprit was. It turned out to be the main character's best friend. Absolutely amazing. And after having finished my book, my mind wandered back to the news segment I saw last night. And I realized that everything Drew and Hannah had put into their car before leaving would have been needed to complete a robbery. And not just any robbery, but a water walk robbery. But in this moment, I remembered that I have a tendency to condition new stories into real life when I, when I really like them. So I decided that I would do no further investigation until I asked them what they were doing with those items personally. And so, a few hours later, when they got home, I ran up to them before Mom and Dad could get to talk to them and asked them in, almost an, in an almost demanding voice, what were you doing with those sketchy items you put into your car before you left? They said that with a surprise, they said that they were surprised getting some revenge on some old enemies, but I did not believe a word of it. So the next day when they went back out, I trailed them. By trail, I mean I biked while they drove. And while driving, I was having thoughts fly in and out of my head so fast that light speed looked slow. I was trying to comprehend Drew and Hannah being thieves, and I just couldn't see it. Anyway, I stayed where I could just barely see the Heidelberg sticker on the back of Drew's car. In about 45 minutes, we were there. The robbed bank on 5th Street. The one that was robbed just before I saw them pull up in the driveway on Friday night. I saw them hop out of the car with their ski masks on, and they both had duffel bag and a spray paint can in the other as they bolted 
in the, into the bank through the back. I followed them as the door had closed. I assumed they had left it unlocked so that they could make quick trips. And I walked in and saw them picking at a lock at the end of the hallway. And I had walked into. And at the end of the and at the other end of the hallway, I saw that the lobby was completely empty. Of course it was. It was Sunday. I also saw that there were a bunch of broken security cameras, and I knew that they were trying to rob the bank. I screamed, not even caring that the twins would hear me. And I ran as they as I did this, intending to get all my bike and book it back to my house while, they, while I was calling the cops at the same time. But I couldn't even take two steps before both of the twins turned around and saw who I was. And then they looked at and smiled at each other. Then Hannah walked up to me and gave me a big hug. And then she told me what happened. The twins had been driving past the bank on Saturday as they were going to meet up with some old friends and get back at some old enemies, apparently. That's why they put all their sketchy stuff in their car and saw the real burglars. And yes, there happened to be two of them pulling into the alley that leads to the parking lot on the back of the building. And everyone else parks in the front, so the twins knew something was up. So they parked their car and followed the people from... And from there, long story short, they found out that they were... That they were the burglars, cornered the driver while the other was inside, and then caught the other one as it came out to deposit the money. And so the twins turned the people and the money into the police. And then when they got home and saw the book I was reading, they asked if they could do a special surprise for me in the bank. And since they'd found the burglars, and they got permission to scare me silly on this wild goose chase. And that leads to uh, us to now, where now I had a story to talk about with friends. And now, about two months later, I have a few new friends and love reading even more. And now I've encouraged others to read too. And I think that these past couple months have proven that what I knew all along, that trying to talk to thing, talk about things that you don't care about is is way harder and less successful than trying to talk about things you do know about, like reading, for me at least, because it holds importance to you. So that's my story.